Hello, everyone. We are back again for day two of CME Palooza. Let me bring myself up. Um, thank you all for joining us again. I'm uh, just going to give a quick run through, and then we'll get started with Glenn. First and most importantly, I'm sure you're all wondering about my bracket. Almost a perfect day. If it wasn't for St. Joe's, I would have had them all. I had to pick St. Joe's. They're about five miles from my house. So. Anyway, uh, just a reminder, three ways to ask questions. Uh, if you have any, one, you can hit the Q&A app, a uh, little link at the bottom of the video that you'll see. Um, I have to admit, yesterday towards the afternoon, it started to crash on me a little bit. So, But right now, it seems to be running fine. So you can submit questions that way. You can tweet them to me, uh, at the CME guy. Use the CME Palooza hashtag. Uh, and then the third way is you can just use the comment box at the bottom of the page you're watching on, on the website um, and submit questions that way. Uh, once we're done with this presentation, I'll get the second one loaded up. You just have to refresh your screen. And that's pretty much it for me. I'm going to turn this over to our first speaker of the day, Glenn uh, Loudenschlager. I hope I said that correctly, Glenn, uh, from Charge Ahead Marketing. Uh, talking about marketing to today's clinicians. So Glenn, take it away. All right, we are ready to roll. Thank you. Hello, I'm Glenn Laudenslager with Charge Ahead Marketing, and I'm really happy to be part of this great event, CME Palooza, and big thanks to Derek for inviting me to be part of it. I know most of my colleagues are probably presenting with their little Apple earbuds, but I have my Big Beats headphones on because as a marketer, it's part of my job to be flashy and fun. And so I'm here to talk to you today about marketing to healthcare professionals. I've worked in health education for a number of years now. I'm a consultant to Massachusetts General Hospital and some other academic medical centers. And I also work with other types of healthcare education providers. And I also do some work outside of healthcare in retail and entertainment and publishing because believe it or not, a lot of what marketers are doing in those other market segments really fits well to what we're doing in healthcare and we should be doing more of it. One thing I've realized about CME business is that for many education providers, marketing is really an afterthought. And not just marketing, but customer engagement and online marketing and website functionality and many other fundamental aspects of effective marketing today. And so today I'm here to hopefully shine a little light on how to more effectively market health education to healthcare professionals. But the first thing I want to do is take a look at some market data because that's, a, that's an important part of marketing. It's taking a step back and looking at the environment and what's influencing your strategy. And so on my first slide is just some brief ACCMA data. We know that physician participation, the number of educational activities are growing. We know a lot of other stuff is growing about CMA. Non-physician participants and PICMA and um, income from non-commercial sources like registration fees. And when we look at market trends, we know that mobile is a driving force. On the next slide here, you see that many physicians are digital omnivores. They're using a variety of different devices for clinical work, not just education, but really things that are important to their job and their livelihoods. And many of the folks who are going to watch these sessions at CME Palooza know how important social media is in healthcare nowadays. And we know that a variety of clinicians are not just using it professionally, but really using it and are influencers and are using it to search for information. My next slide. Uh, we know that clinicians are also facing many new and evolving requirements from MOC to requirements from their boards and 
um, other types of things. And we know that health systems are really growing their influence as educators. We know they provide the, the majority of CME activities and garner the majority of participations. And we also know that with the shift towards quality and patient-centered care, clinicians are facing a variety of different and increasing requirements internally in terms of education. And that's, as we'll see in a few minutes, really going to impact the time they have to give you to participate in your education. On the next slide, you see this is a, a graphic one of my colleagues at Mass General, Tristan Garindo, used in a presentation recently, and I think it's a really good snapshot of the types of educational pressures that clinicians are feeling from their employers and their health systems. Stuff on QI and care redesign initiatives, things from payers that are really important to their livelihoods, like understanding ICD-10, requirements from various boards at the state and national levels, and MOC requirements. And then practice-related requirements like credentialing and privileging. And so what this all boils down to is a lot of other external and internal pulls and pressures on their time that are going to reduce their overall availability to participate in external CME that you're creating. A couple other market trends, we know there are physician shortages in key therapeutic areas, and we know that other types of professionals on the healthcare team are much more ingrained and involved in healthcare delivery nowadays. We know that that is really fueling the growing interest in IPE, and we know with all of that stuff that we just talked about, there are much bigger barriers to participation in education nowadays. Rising costs, more internal pressures and requirements, also a greater diversity of educational interests like EMRs and ethics and uh, in addition to the nuts and bolts of new therapies. And so this, the main point, what does all that mean? All this stuff we just talked about on all these slides, what does that data mean for you and your marketing strategies? and how you market to healthcare professionals. And there are a couple key takeaways, really three key takeaways I want to focus on. We know that mobile is going to continue to be a growing force in education participation. Just from basic things like busier schedules and the growing application of mobile-driven devices and uses in their day-to-day -day clinical lives. We also know that with the influx of big data that is currently occurring and and going to grow with patient data coming into the healthcare system from health tracking apps and wearable devices and other types of mobile health purposes. That's really going to drive whoever's not fluent in using mobile devices to become fluent very quickly. And we know that's going to facilitate the use of mobile for education. And if you look at this chart here, it also shows that across age brackets and income groups, Folks with higher income are much more likely to both own and use smartphones. And really, when we talk about healthcare professionals, they fall, fall into those higher income brackets in many cases. And so we know that, again, mobile is going to be a real driving force in health education. On the next slide here, we also know, again, like we just discussed, clinicians are going to have far less time to participate in education. Any needs assessment I've seen recently, time and budget have been the biggest barriers to participation in education. And so what that means for you as a provider is you're going to have far less opportunities to meet those educational needs. And so you're really going to need to have a strong and consistent value proposition and also offer an innovative experience in order to get professionals to choose your education in those fewer times that they're searching for it. And it's going to be very difficult to do that if your marketing doesn't shift to a new focus. And in this new focus, 
strategy. It's just important as executing tactics. So whoever handles your marketing, for example, needs to be fluent in all the trends that we just looked at and understand how those trends impact your strategy and your choices that you're making for messaging and tactics. And customer engagement is just as important as anything else in terms of marketing. It's, it's really important to retain learners and deliver an innovative user experience and provide engaging content that is formatted according to folks' learning preferences and to be discoverable when they're searching for education. And so there's some new rules to remember for marketing, and here's the important part of today's presentation. Marketing and technology are no longer mutually exclusive, and that's because today's most cost-efficient and effective channels and tactics go hand-in-hand -hand with technology that facilitates them and brings them to life. And marketing today looks exactly like the slide you're looking at right now. It's all over the place. It's messy, it's busy, it moves fast, it changes often, and new things and new tools pop up off, new tools pop up often. And so you need to evaluate on the fly. Is this new thing right for me? And is it right for our strategy? And what does it mean? What does it cost? How does all this stuff fit in with the traditional tactics that I'm using? And how can it enhance them and work together to deliver a more compelling message? And so your marketing team really needs to understand all this stuff on the fly. Again, it moves fast. It can be complex. And it's difficult not just to do your job, but get better at it at the same time. A couple other new rules to remember. Traditional tactics cannot be your only focus. Traditional tactics are like using a megaphone to yell into a crowd. You're going to get heard, you're going to get attention, but are people really going to do what you're asking them to do? Or are you just going to be loud and disruptive? What if they, on the day that your email shows up in an inbox, that person has a clinic emergency or is on a 16-hour shift, and when they return to their inbox, they have 200 emails? It's really difficult to stand out nowadays using just traditional tactics. And so I want to review with you my Wintburn tactics. And those are what you really need to be what you need to be doing right now tactics. Content marketing, social media, SEO, and paid search. Social media is a really important way to create engagement, build relationships. You probably already know that. SEO we're going to talk more about in a few seconds, but it's the process of affecting the visibility of your website in a positive way in organic search results. And paid search is a really important and cost-effective way to complement your SEO strategy. But I want to spend a few minutes on the most important piece here, which I think is content marketing. And I want to show you a few examples on this next slide of what I mean by content marketing. Content marketing essentially makes education come alive in a completely different learning modality. Healthcare professionals, as we talked about a few minutes ago, may not be able to take an hour on a given day to participate in a webinar or a simulation or go to a live event. And content marketing gives them easy entry points with easily digestible data and best practices when they do have five seconds or 30 seconds or 30 minutes to devote to education. So white papers, infographics, posters, pocket guides. I have some URLs on the screen here that you can visit to actually download these content marketing tools yourself and get a better feel for what they involve. And so if a healthcare professional only has 30 seconds to search for something that's relevant to what they're working on today, content marketing tools gives them ways to become engaged with your brand and build credibility and trust so they'll come back to you when they do have time for education. And with call to action, I mean, sorry, with content marketing, your call to action can totally shift and become more meaningful. It's no longer disruptive. It's no longer give me an hour of your time or do this for me or take this outcome survey. Your call to action becomes 
download this powerful information that makes you smarter. We offer you information in formats that work for you and meet your schedule. These tools are easy to find in social media or on our website or wherever you're looking for information. So it really flips your call to action on your head and flips the value proposition that you're uh, communicating to healthcare professionals. On the next slide, I want to shift over and talk about SEO. Content marketing is a big way to help positively affect your search engine optimization strategy. And an important point to note, with Google's new Hummingbird, al Hummingbird algorithm, if your website isn't providing an engaging mobile experience, you're going to start to get prioritized down in search results. In the last few website projects I've worked on, we started building the mobile version of a website first and then went back to engineer the desktop version. And so if you're still designing your websites the old school way by starting with your desktop website homepage, you need to challenge yourself and challenge your team to rethink that strategy and build your website uh, with mobile strategy as uh, front of the line. Next slide, a few other trends that really give a snapshot of how all these different things on moving through fast fit together. We know the use of mobile for education is growing fast. We know that mobile responsiveness of your website now affects SEO. We know that social media content and content marketing also positively affect SEO. We know that content marketing helps you acquire new customers and engage them as does having a really mobile responsive website. We know that content marketing can provide a ton of content to post in social media, which therefore again affects your SEO positively. And we know that being discoverable through SEO, being accessible and engaging in social media, and providing easily accessible content marketing tools builds credibility for your brand. And so it's again, it's really important for your marketing team to understand all this stuff fits together and it's complementary. And so we can't just focus on traditional tactics. We have to integrate with all these online tactics and digital tactics, understand how technology works across it all to make it seamless and harmonized. And my last slide for the day, I want to talk a minute, a minute about messaging. We know that healthcare providers participate in CME for a variety of reasons that we talked about um, throughout this presentation. Internal pressures, external interests, growth in technology, and a variety of other areas. Yet, they also participate in education for emotional and passion-driven reasons. We know that as customers, healthcare providers evaluate your learning experience and the user experience you provide from when they first get touched by one of your marketing messages to landing on your website all the way through how you communicate with them during and after education. And so while being discoverable matters, being consistent in your branding and messaging and being innovative in your educational formats and your messaging matter also. And so the example I have for you on screen here today is an example of some print collateral that I developed for one of my clients, London Mean um, Healthcare Alliance of Maine. And we created an overarching theme line that cuts through all our materials. Health education is powerful medicine. And the focus of our message is not talking about how great we are, why you need to do our education right now. It's explaining what that theme line means and explaining how health education is an important part of their daily lives and how it helps them 
optimize patient care. And our call to action isn't go visit our website right now and do a survey or participate in a one-hour webinar. Our call to action is to download a white paper that we created from a needs assessment survey. A simple needs assessment survey that we do on a routine basis to inform our educational design strategy. We repackage that needs assessment data into a 20-page white paper about educational preferences of peers across the state of Maine and how that, that needs assessment data can help inform and make those clinicians smarter. And so it's brand building, it's an easy entry point if someone only has a few minutes to, to participate in education, and it keeps our brand top of mind. So when they do have time to commit to education later on, our brand is top of mind and they'll come back. And my final slide for the day is my contact information. Please feel free to reach out at any time and link to an article that I wrote on MeetingsNet. It provides a lot more background information and case examples of some of the data and uh, marketing strategies I talked about today. And then a slide share I have on some uh, far deeper and more granular market statistics on all the trends that I talked about. And so I'd be happy to take any questions and otherwise Thank you for having me be part of this great CME Palooza event. Thanks a lot, Glenn. That was really great. I mean, I think that you covered a lot of areas that we don't always uh, think about as CME professionals. So that was a great session. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time um, and talking with us today. I am going to jump right on over to the next session, which is going to be Karen Roy uh, talking about uh, disseminating CE data. I'm closing this one out, and we will start another one in about two or three minutes. Thanks again, Glenn. I appreciate it. Thanks, Derek. Yep.